Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Joe Stewart from MicroFocus join us. Joe, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Oh, thank you, Shauna. So um, great to be here. My name's Joe Stewart. I currently run um, enablement for the whole of MicroFocus. Um, probably never heard of MicroFocus. Most people, when we say I work for MicroFocus, they get micro who? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not them, the other micro. So we are one of the world's biggest um, digital aggregators. So um, we have a number of products and, and technologies that are purely software. And we look after lots and lots of the digital transformation of finance companies or healthcare and pharma companies around the world. So we're also the custodians of a really very little known product called COBOL, but little known because it's quite secret. Most of the world's mainframes run on COBOL. So we're very proud of that heritage. We've been around about 40 years now. Well, Joe, I'm extremely excited to have you join us today. Um, you have a very diverse background and it, it spans multiple business disciplines within sales, sales operations, and of course, sales enablement. So how do you see those two departments in particular, operations and enablement working together? That's a great question. So yeah, I um, I actually started out my career as an engineer when I was from technology and um, that gave me a really unique insight into all of the different things that have to happen to make a customer successful. So, um, and two of those key departments really are operations and enablement. Enablement's quite new really I think enablement departments have grown out of learning and development or training teams etc but now we're really intrinsically um, connected to sales operations I like to think that sales operations form the the strategy of things like the sales management operating system and then enablement support and help them and become the fulcrum to the success by bringing that alive whether it be by making sure salespeople have the capability and skills to execute it or indeed the tools and the the ways of working that they really need to make them successful. So these two departments are so interlinked. I spend so much of my time working with our VP of sales operations. Um, we probably talk at least twice a week, if not more. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I didn't realize that you also had an engineering background. Uh, but, you know, let's talk a little bit more about kind of this career path that you went down, how did you make the transition between being a sales operations leader to becoming an enablement leader? What were some of the skills that you needed to hone to make that transition? That is a great question, because actually I have gone between operations and enablement twice in my career. So I um, first of all started out, um, as I say, as an engineer, and then I quickly moved into sales actually and ran pre-sales for quite some time at Dell. And um, as part of that role, I started to become really interested in education and how we enable our customers and customer success in particular. So I took a number of roles setting up practices around customer education and professional services and then moved from there um, into operationalizing them in a global space. So that's how I ended up in sales operations the first time round. 
And the skills that I sort of took with me with not really what you would expect for operations. I'm not a particularly analytical person, but I am very, um, I particularly like the working with the dynamics and, and of if I do this, what will happen to X? If you understand what I'm saying, it's, it's really around this curiosity an innovation around if you know if you just change one or two really salient things it can make a huge difference and that's really how I ended up in enablement because I noticed that salespeople what made what made salespeople successful were a couple of two or three really important dynamics if you make the business or if you operationalize the business to make that person successful in those two or three um those two and three attributes it can make a huge difference. That's how I ended up sort of going from operations into enablement and then back into operations um, and, and then back into enablement again. I have to stress, by the way, Sean, I'm a big believer in in not staying in the same role all the time. I think you have to go back and be as close to the coalface as you possibly can in order to bring that knowledge back. I couldn't just have stayed in enablement from my first role, which was probably over 10 years ago now, and still be fresh and relevant today. I had to go back and understand what it's like to work in a sales role as close as I can, close to that sales business to understand some of the current pressures, particularly in in the industry that we work in, which is technology. I think that's a very valuable perspective um, and, and really solid advice for our audience. It's important to understand the people that you serve or the people that you partner with. Um, now, since you've been able to work on both sides um, throughout your career, what advice do you have for sales enablement professionals to ensure that they cultivate a really strong cross-functional partnership with their sales operations team within their organization? brilliant i i i can't i can't stress enough this concept of of setting a strategy together i don't think that you can have a sales enablement strategy without understanding what the underlying operations strategic vision is and how they are going to um put KPIs or key performance indicators into the business because every single time a sales operations team put a key performance indicator into the business there are a set of levers that enablement need to switch on for them to make people successful so if you have for example a sales operations team that are putting a management operations system in around let's just hypothetically say um, pipeline velocity you need to make sure that you have fully trained or fully enabled salespeople uh, that that have the ability to be able to go and search and hunt for pipeline and and make sure that they're fully enabled by that piece. If you can't, if you don't have that, then then sales operations are not going to be successful. So when I'm when I'm working with a sales operations team here at Microfocus. We, we do that hand in hand. We make sure that their, man, their management reporting, their KPIs or the labors they're pulling around things like compensation and benefits are all backed up and reinforced by really concrete learning paths for us, for our sellers, for our sales community. I love that. And, and obviously, sales operations is not the 
only department that sales enablement has to partner with by a long shot. So beyond sales operations, how can sales enablement collaborate with partners across the organization to really improve alignment on strategic initiatives in particular? That's a great question. So in in fact, when I joined Microfocus, and this has happened throughout my career, sales enablement is a little bit like a, a hot potato in where it actually lives. And I think that's quite healthy. It's one of those um, teams or departments that oftentimes can get passed around the business, dependent on where the business is going right now. So um, in my experience, I've worked in, I've worked for sales enablement inside of sales operations. I've worked for sales enablement inside the sales organization. I've worked for sales enablement inside HR for a bit. So it's had lots of different things, but the most successful place, um, and this is where sales enablement is today at Microfocus, is I report into Ginefa Murphy, our chief marketing officer. And actually, that's a really healthy place to be because it actually allows me to use my personal network inside of sales ops um, and, and obviously working with our, our chief revenue officer. So we can pull those levers there, but also it can be very, very close to the strategic direction of the business. So I work very closely with our product marketing managers and their teams around the roadmap of the product. So we can make sure those solution certifications are very clearly articulated. I'm also extremely close to how we set the message of the business. So we we call it our microfocus advantage. So everything that we then put into the training has that underlying messaging around marketing. We also have that nice natural segue as well when we work with marketing to, to, to work within the campaigns frame as well and things like events, et cetera. So we can really help to, um, to build both the capability that supports the operations if we're going back to our previous conversations, but also the knowledge and awareness about where the company is going and where the products are going, which gives our sellers that healthy balance between the two. I love that. I think that's fantastic. And that, again, I think you're absolutely right. I think depending on where enablement reports into really gives you a, a unique perspective on on your go-to-market plans and your strategic initiatives. Now, you know, I have one kind of closing question um, for you that kind of stems from that, though. Um, do you have advice on how to maintain cross-functional collaboration with teams and departments, particularly um, while, you know, I think a lot of us are, you know, working remote these days? Oh, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Um, uh, it's such a hard thing. And the bigger the company, the more matrix it gets and the more political it gets. I like to think of it um, as um, this melting pot of political and emotional intrigue once you get um, into the bigger companies. But typically what I do is, is, is manage um, a number of councils. So I set up um, quite... Quite successfully, a couple of companies ago, I set up this collaborative working council to give me advice and information. And think of it a little bit like the United Nations, because enablement's a really hot topic. Lots of people have got opinions on it, and lots of people want support and help, but they also want the support and help that they want, not necessarily always your professional opinion, which is a balance you have to make. So I have set up a number of, of councils that really help and advise my team, whether they be around sales skills for sellers 
or the tools that we use or even actually how we enable the really forgotten child of enablement, which is sales leaders and managers. We so often forget to train and enable and educate that particular cohort in any organization. So I've set up a number of councils and I religiously attend them attend them a little bit like um advisory groups the companies have advisory groups i use them like that um covid of course has made those quite difficult whereas we would have those face-to-face oftentimes now we hold them remotely um i i really have been very blessed with the fact that we have a, a company that is very um on top of its um remote working uh, technology so we use teams but um, I know of other co- colleagues in my role who use Zoom equally as well. But um, we 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 keep those um, keep those channels alive. We keep the te- we keep the communications alive. And since COVID, we've actually reset all of our communication protocols and all of our um, web inside web pages. So people have lots of ability to contact us. But I think the biggest thing that I've done is set up these councils, these advisory councils and and kept them going because they really are so useful and so helpful to see me, to help me and my team see how how the cells want to to pursue any enablement um, opportunity. I love that. And I actually think that that is extremely good advice for our audience to set up councils very similar to what you've done at Microfocus. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. You're welcome. It's been lovely. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.